Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today I'm very pleased to be with Christina Marlett, creator of Courageous Self-Care. Welcome, Christina. Hello, Dr. Christine. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to have you. Just call me Christine. I'm totally fine with that. Alrighty. <laughs> now tell me a little bit about how you got into self-care, probably didn't do it like myself, and what you're doing now. Oh, yes. I used to be pretty much the opposite of living in a way that emphasized self-care. I was a teacher to start off with, and I was all about proving myself to others and saying yes to as many requests as possible. And then I had my kids and decided I would change from teacher to super mom and have the perfect birthday parties and all the hot meals and do everything for everyone but myself. And of course, that wasn't um, realistic or sustainable. And uh, I spent 10 years going through really intensive personal development because I learned that if I want to change something, the only person I can actually change is myself. And I went looking for answers because I wanted more energy. And people around me were confused when I would say that because I'm pretty optimistic and I do seem to have a lot of energy, but I wanted the energy that I had heard about that was like the holy grail that comes from within and is overflowing so that I could continue to give to people, but from a place of love and generosity rather than what I was experiencing was when I would give things to people, I would feel resentful and bitter and pretty much just angry. So out of that personal development and all of this searching, I did find that holy grail of energy and I learned that it came from caring for myself first in ways that we don't usually perceive as self-care. Wow, that is a very, very powerful statement. And uh, I mentioned that in previous shows, it's so important that you have to look after yourself first to be able to continuously give to others. Yes, and absolutely. many people like like myself, I neglected myself completely for 38 years of my life and was a complete people pleaser and achieverist. And, and as you said, proving to myself that I could do it, being a physician and working 24 hour days, basically, until I broke down, too. And it took me mm -hmm. 10, 10, 10 years to recover. But. It, it is so fascinating that so many people are going through that, and I'm pretty sure many of our listeners are going through that. 
How did you first discover that you couldn't continue like that? It, it was not right. Well, it was interesting. I was just thinking about that before you asked the question. Mm -hmm. What was that change point? And what it was for me when I had the first awareness, like I used to, um, I was numb. I was, I loved my job. I loved teaching so much. I taught dance and phys ed. So I, I was active. Dance and, and what? I, what was the other thing? Um, physical Fizet. education. Okay. Oh, okay. Fizet, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I loved it. I got to interact with kids at a different level from the regular classroom teachers. But when I stopped to go on my maternity leave, I realized, oh, my gosh, I was in this vortex that I didn't even know where every year I said yes to more and more things. And it wasn't until I could take a step away from that by setting a boundary for myself that I realized, wow, if I would have continued on, who knows what would have happened? Like I, my husband and I, we were so tired at the end of the day, we would just turn on the TV and veg out in front of it. Mm. And uh, that was our coping mechanism. So I thought I was happy, but there certainly wasn't much quality to my life outside of what I was getting from loving my job. So many people live off their job like that and they define success as financial success or getting up the corporate ladder or something like that. But I think they need to discover, like we all did, that at some point that is not what life is about. Right. No. And like I said, I loved my job. It was very fulfilling. But for me, it was also completely consuming. Like you said, working 24-7. Mm. As a teacher, I was always thinking about, if it was the morning before school, I was thinking about, okay, what is going to happen today? Uh, I, and then after school, I would think about, oh, what did happen today? How could I improve it? What am I going to do for my lesson plans? It was just completely all-consuming, and uh, that's one reason why I decided to leave when I had kids was because I knew I couldn't give to my kids if I was giving so much to the kids I was teaching. Wow. Uh, so how long did you continue to teach? Did you stop teaching when you had your first child, or did it take a little bit? I stopped when I had my first child, mm -hmm. so I actually only taught for three years, and it's become such a small portion of my life, but mm -hmm. I went into teaching thinking I was going to do it forever. Mm -hmm. So that was my mindset going in, and now what I get to do is I still get to teach about what I'm truly passionate about, which is all of the different foundational skill sets of self-care that I've uncovered and practiced in my own life and teach to my clients. And I get to live life more on my terms. I set my schedule. I get to be with my kids when they're home from school. I get to give lovingly to my husband. So it, it's far beyond what I ever dreamed for myself. Yeah, that, now that's wonderful. And that is a big transformation you're talking about. Walk us a little bit through the steps that your transformation went by. Did you fall in a hole at first when you gave up teaching because... There was nothing to replace it, and small kids are usually very demanding time-wise and energy-wise. Oh, my gosh. The hole I fell into was trying to control everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when I was a teacher, I could control things, and I lived by the bell, and my life was very, I guess, predictable, which I have learned I don't actually thrive on. I like more adventure and novelty. Mm -hmm. And so when I had my daughter... Uh, the universe was trying to give me the lesson that you can't control everything, and that lesson came in the form of a child who did not sleep very okay. much at all for two years. 
And I did, I used all my tools available. I read every book I could on getting babies to sleep. I did what I thought was all the right things. I poured all of the energy that I had poured into teaching into figuring out how my husband and I could get more sleep, but I was using all the old tools. So I didn't ask for help. Although my family had great desire, they saw us suffering. Like we were sleep deprived for two years and mm. sleep deprivation is a form of torture. In some sure is, yeah. So oh, it was so hard and I did not get the lesson. I just kept on putting more and more energy into intellectualizing it. And uh, it wasn't until I went on this journey of personal development that I realized Oh, I was going about it completely the wrong way. It is more about being open and doing the hardest thing, which would have been asking for help. So it took me a long time to figure that Now, out. Let me ask you, what yeah. what forced you to go on that journey? What What was the point where you were really starting to get so unhappy that you just couldn't do it no more? It was... It, for me, it didn't happen like one moment. Okay. It was just this, um, what actually changed for me to go into this world of personal development and go on the journey of self-discovery was I was doing what I thought was all the right stuff, but I still didn't have this energy that I was seeking. And mm -hmm. there was a point where three different people told me about this personal development course that was happening in Calgary where I live. Yeah. And I, I knew enough that If uh, something comes in three times, it's important to pay attention to it. So I did go to that course, and I realized that essentially I had been living my life backwards, like mm -hmm. living for everything on the outside, how things looked to other people. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have that awareness going into it. Like I said, I thought I was pretty happy, and I was for the most part, but there was just something that wasn't sitting together and uh yeah so it yeah, was from, like this. from the way you're describing you were more in the comfortable life yeah it was because i don't know if you know brendan yeah. bochard i like him oh yes very much and, yeah and he he has in his church he defines three types of life the trapped life <laughs> the caged life the, the 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 comfortable life where we think we are happy but we are not really happy because there's still that inner longing in us and then the charged life that you have achieved now with your transformation Yeah, I would definitely agree that I was living a comfortable life, although it was there was a lot of suffering. So sure. it's not that it was, I, I like the term um, familiar zone. I was in mm. the zone of what was familiar. And up until that point, everything had worked. It had worked for me to think through problems and intellectualize them and be mostly in my head. That's how I got through school and did well. But uh, yeah, my heart was definitely calling out for a different experience. And I had enough awareness take the first step into that wow that is that is amazing and i'm very much looking forward we have another minute in the first half to go to the uh, in the second half more into what you're actually doing now and how you are helping your clients now to reach that same level maybe uh, give them those little three hints that it's time for them to change as well mm -hmm. yes And it, it's really so important for every person to think back to go into themselves, whether they call it meditation, prayer, whatever, and think about, do they have that inner longing in them? Do they want more from life than what they're having? 
And, yes. and that's what we do. We do. We, we ask those questions. What do you want to do with the rest of your life? Do you want to sit on the couch, watch TV for the rest of your life? Is that what you feel is the purpose of your life? Right. <laughs> Most people, so many will, people are trapped there. Yes. And they will think, oh, I just live day by day. <sighs> yeah, okay. And for some people that may be enough, but most people, and I talk to many at the end of their life, and that is always very interesting because nobody mm. said, I wish I worked more. I wish I made more right. money. They all say, I wish I took more risks to do what I wanted. I wish I loved more. I wish I got involved more with other people. So that is is, is a wonderful thing that you discovered that before that point. So you don't have to have those regrets that I found with my, some people. Mm, yes, yeah. So I've done the exercise a number of times, writing out my own yes. eulogy, and that certainly gives us a, a perspective on how to live. So I invite all the listeners stay on for after the uh, commercial break that we are breaking now to Uh, learn more about what Christina Mallet does about self-care and how you too can achieve that transformation. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with Christina Marlett, the creator of Courageous Self-Care. In the first half, she shared a little bit about how she discovered that she needed more self-care And now I'm happy to have you back, Christina, to talk a little bit about what self-care really is and what you're doing to help the, your clients achieve the transformation they're looking after. Welcome back. Thank you. Now, let me ask you, what is self-care? Isn't it just bubble baths, chocolate, wine? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people would like to believe that it's that easy. But actually, the reason I called it courageous self-care is that The self-care that's most effective is not what we do to the outside of our bodies. It's what we do on the inside. And when we go into that murky, unchartered, unknown territory, it can be terrifying. Mm -hmm. So that's why I feel like it's important to have a guide. And the what I've learned about self-care after having been in this intensive relationship with it for the last few years is that... It's uh, it's not something that we deserve. It, like, lots of people don't practice self-care because underneath they have this belief that I don't deserve it, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough to spend time on myself or focus on myself, and then people feel guilty about it. Mm -hmm. But in my understanding of self-care, it's not a question of deserving. We all deserve to take care of ourselves, and if we don't, no one else will. But what have come to understand is that it's actually just a bunch of skill sets. It's very learnable. It has nothing to do with core beliefs of deserveability. It's, all it is is 
if you can learn the skill and then put it into mastery, that is what self-care is. And I've developed 12 foundational skill sets that are step-by-step. You take the action, you do the work, and there you are. You're caring for yourself. And on the other side of doing that, the benefits are that you have this overflow of energy. You have way more confidence. You have the ability to speak up for yourself and set boundaries. All of your relationships improve. And uh, life just becomes so much more worth living. Mm. And I think in the end, the attitude might change towards themselves too, that they say, yes, I am worth caring for myself because that's what enabling me to be available and help others on the long run. Absolutely. Mm. Yes, we cannot give from an empty vessel. And that is what so many people are trying to do, giving from this place of emptiness because they're burnt out from their job or Mm. taking care of their aging parents or taking care of their kids or doing so much for their community without ever filling up their own reservoir. Wow. So what are the secrets that you discovered in that process? Well, what I would love to share, and Mm -hmm. when I first started out teaching self-care, I went way too high level and people couldn't even connect that it was self-care that I was talking about because I went into the emotional stuff right away and the beliefs and everything. So what I like to share if people are at the beginning of their self-care journey are the mistakes that we tend to make Mm. with self-care. And uh, even though we're intelligent and we're trying to do all the right things, there are some mistakes that we can shift into solutions. So um, does that sound interesting and like what you and your listeners would like to hear about? Uh, Very interesting. Okay, excellent. So one of the mistakes is uh, focusing on self-care that is external. So I talked a little bit about that before, um, bubble baths, chocolate and wine. But I feel like we can even get into a trap of focusing all of our energy and efforts into what the media generally portrays as self-care, which is exercise, nutrition, sleep, and hydration. And that's where I used to focus all my energy when I was going through university and learning to be a phys ed teacher. That is what I learned would give me this overflowing energy, and it didn't at all. I was coming from a really broken place of body image, and, uh, like, you can do all the exercise you want, but if you hate your body, it's not going to help, right? Yes, very true. So I think about it like... Uh, being in a kayak with a paddle that has a a paddle head on each side. So most people are just dipping their self-care paddle into the external side. And then you end up going in circles. Like I used to go in circles, not really knowing that there was any other way of living. That is a nice alternative. Really nice. I love sea kayaking. So many people here will completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, so what you want to do is dip your paddle in the internal self-care and then the external and then the internal and then the external. And to give a really concrete example, um, for me in my own life, something that I have struggled with is um, physical activity, which is one of the reasons I went into being a phys ed teacher in the first place, because I knew if it was my job, I would move my body. (laughs) So when I stopped, um, I did have trouble motivating myself to be physically active. And it wasn't until I took a deep dive into that unknown territory and learned more about what it is that motivates me and what was holding me back 
now I'm in a space where I find joy in it. I love to move my body. I love how it feels during. I love how it feels afterwards. Whereas before, I would think I was afraid of the discomfort. So that's a concrete example of how going to the inside Mm -hmm. can help with what we want to do on the outside. Now, that is a very common perception that exercise and moving the body is something extremely unpleasant. You start sweating, then you stink, and you're in a vet, and you just hate doing it. It's, it's strenuous. How do you change that uh, attitude? For me, it was more about finding the joy in movement, like not going to exercise and move because I have to, or I should, or it's good for me. Mm-hmm. It was going deeper into the experience of how does it feel during well it's not so bad that I'm out of breath it's uncomfortable it's hard but I'm actually really good at hard things and if I can overcome that discomfort in my body what else can I overcome when things get hard in my life so I had a bigger vision of what that movement could do for me than just going to exercise because I should. I love that. I love that statement. What kind of exercise is your favorite? Oh, right now I'm into, uh, I'm doing some strength training and uh, well, I love dancing mm. and uh, moving my body. Just, I think it's so important. This is a whole other topic mm-hmm. that I get really passionate about, but I think it's so important not to treat our bodies like machines and Mm. force them to move in certain ways. Sometimes it's important to just put on some music or even just stand and notice, like come into your body and notice, how does my body want to actually move? We don't often give ourselves permission to do that, and that opens up a whole realm of creativity and deeper connection with your body that is so fulfilling. I love that idea because sometimes we just have to shake it out and some music will help. I personally, my favorite movement, I should say, is Tai Chi. I really Mm. love the spiritual aspect. I love the physical aspect and the mental aspect. So it's really, really a very nice exercise. And uh, it's for people that are a little bit older. It's an ideal exercise in my books. But some people like yoga, Tai Chi, that's fine. Or if you like to go to the gym, that's fine. And and I love that you connect it to... a more higher motivation than just I have to do it because right. that, that doesn't last long. <laughs> we know that. No. It lasts two weeks I, in the new year and then the gym membership is bought but not used. Yes, yes. And that's such a shame. Yeah, that because is a shame. it does shame. feel good to move our bodies. We are built to move. Of We're course. We're not built to sit all day. No, our body wants to move. And if it doesn't get moved or move in some ways that are enjoyable to you, you will get worse, not just physically, but also mentally. And that, that is so true. That's where our uh, work it really intersects. I work more on the physical aspects of mental and brain health. You work more on the mental and spiritual aspect. So that's a very good uh, thing. We need both. We need the internal and external part. I, I really love that idea of the paddling <laughs> that you're going in circles. Yes, yes. Now, and before if you want the, to go forward, you did both ends. You need both ends. I, I so agree with that. Now, before we go to the end of the uh, show, I would like you to tell our listeners when they want to contact you, how can they get a hold of you to learn a little bit more about self-care? Sure. Well, if, if they are looking, listeners, if you are looking for more education on how to access these skill sets, I have a podcast that I do 
usually at least once a week called the Courageous Self-Care Podcast. And uh, that's on iTunes and Spotify and Spreaker. And you can also find it on my website. And on my website, what I would love to share with you is I have a self-care quiz on there. So you can see what style of self-care it is that you are practicing. And uh, I just think it's so important to learn about ourselves. And quizzes are such fun ways to do that. So my website is christinamarlette.com. And uh, if you go there, you'll find the quiz and then some other free goodies as well. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for being on the show today. It was a pure pleasure to talk about self-care. Thank you. I love opportunities to share the message. (laughs) Yeah, it is so important that more people learn how important it really is. And you really showcased that well. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, that brings me to the end of today's show. And please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments or suggestions. Or if you would like to contact Christina and Mr. Website, my email here is christine at communityradio.ca. Or you can contact me through my website, docchristine.com. And I'm always grateful for any feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producers, Jim Francis and Murray Stacy. Thank you. And you might not know this, but this here is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station. And we even have an art gallery. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.